0: Epic Gumdrop, sweeter than a box that fits the expansion. Hello, Jeff. Hey, James. have hey, noticed your board game collection now takes up more space than you have room for board games. I had to sell off most of my possessions.
1: We're, that's a that's idea. For good- your house, and because everyone complains about them now, mm-hmm. we thought... Let's do uh, an episode on the history of board game boxes. That sounds amazing to me. Amazing and a lot harder to do than you would expect. because Really? board game history is all over the place. Uh, and so you're saying when you went to the internet, there was not a wealth of board game box oh, there, history? There is one sentence at a time littered across the entire internet. And it's probably mostly in languages I don't read. Right. All over the place. Um, and it... It doesn't go it goes back quite a ways I was actually shocked it well, went back in some let, ways farther than I thought well let's start at the beginning what's uh, what's the be, what's the beginning for you So, some interesting facts okay uh, the first commercial paperboard not corrugated uh, produced in England was 1817 1817 it so says, you're going back to
0: the beginning I am okay
1: which is good because also uh, there's a guy Chuck Groth in his book exploring packaging design notes that the oldest existing cardboard box package design produced in Germany for a board game was called the Game of Besieging in 1817. The Game of Besieging. It sounds Is sad. that like
0: the Game of Life, but instead of getting married and getting, getting a university besieged. education, you're <laughs> like taking over castles? Is that... I, that must be so Yeah, I, that I sounds even... right. I would play a game called the Game of Besieging. It sounds pretty rad. Yeah. So, so basically,
1: boom, there's cardboard boxes, and yeah. then there's people saying, hey. So, I mean... Until that point, I'm assuming it was a lot of wood. Yeah. Uh, you see that in all kinds of m- manufacturing. I might have a typewriter case that's made out of wood. Yeah. So, I mean, it's just that wood was the thing to use. It makes
0: sense because there were all those trees all over the place. Exactly. Yeah. And they f- had figured out joints. So, yeah. hey, let's make a box. And cardboard, like you say, pretty new.
1: It was. And it wasn't uh, all that readily available. Mm-hmm. I think it was a bit of a... Um, uh, A fancier thing to be using at that point right specialized factories and special places exactly probably a bit pricier yeah um so that's kind of the beginning and then i sort of skipped ahead a little bit by you know 110 years (laughs) because
0: i think it's just all over the place you know that people are using them right so the first the first cardboard game box was made 1817 Mm -hmm. and uh and then that was sort of it for a while other assuming other boxes would be made for other products at other places well, at the times. there was
1: lots of games made with boxes right. on and off but it but was, there was
0: only one first
1: exactly yes so we fast forward okay but then an interesting the next interesting factoid uh bruce whitehill on his website which a wealth of information mm. uh, organized again in a fashion that is early internet <laughs> yes. uh which you know a beautiful though like so much stuff there um he, he was talking about a retrospective talk on Sid Saxon right? And uh, that he had given, I guess, after Sid Saxon passed away. And he said, in the, in the 1930s and 40s, many game boards were sold as a game board with a separate parts box. Right. So this idea that you had a board and a little box for parts. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's, a, that's an interesting... I hadn't even thought about that. No, but
0: again, from a, from a sh- space standpoint... Wouldn't you love if that was the case? Kind of, for and I a think lot of
1: your games. He he'd commented uh, in another part of his site that uh, Sid Saxon was known for just chucking out all the boxes and all together <laughs> and having big containers of parts and right. a pile of boards. So I mean, I think it was, uh, if I remember, it's something like eighteen thousand games or something Sid Saxon had, and you can imagine that that probably took as much space as the games I have. Right. Because <laughs> I always imagined Sid Saxon's house is being ready to collapse under its own weight, but it probably wasn't. It was just like, oh yeah, there's a closet. I got some games in her. Yeah, eighteen thousand of them. No big yeah, deal. Dig dig through there, you'll <laughs> find the parts. <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean, at some point, once cardboard was popularized, it overtakes mm-hmm. wood. I have no idea when that happens. Um, but I mean, you see wood cases being made for a long time yep. into the next. You know, around even in that time period of you know the, you, the early.
0: And thanks century. to thanks to kickstarter you see wood boxes nowadays well, too this
1: is we'll get into that okay oh yeah it's so true um and then kind of jumped ahead a little bit in terms of interesting developments that mm-hmm. were made this one i i wasn't really that aware of it the uh the bookshelf game the i mean i've heard of game. them but i never really thought of the fact that they were really to look like a book yeah i like that idea a lot so the definition that um Uh, Whitehill gives, is a bookshelf game. Folding box game, which would stand upright and on a hinged side, would look like two books. In the US, this form of packaging began around 1875 by McLaughlin Brothers and was repopularized in the 1960s by 3M. (laughs) Uh, The 3M. 3M. (laughs) Yeah, a game uh, company whose game line was later bought by Avalon Hill. The earliest bookshelf games are uh, no-bossed or titled cover on the spine, and the game board was on the outside of the box cover. Which is another interesting idea, Mm -hmm. Uh, and the playing pieces were stored inside. Uh, By 1880, most bookshelf games had a book-like spine, one game outside and two games inside, and folded game board. uh, The folded game board fit into a slipcover. So yeah, that was weird. Uh, So okay, wow, 3M was in the board game industry and then dumped it on Avalon Hill. Yeah,
0: there's a lot of a lot of weird facts, a lot of weird history in that history.
1: Yeah. So you had, you know, people like Sid Saxon were developing the bookshelf games. Right. Um, So when Avalon Hill bought it in 98, uh, the line was dissolved, although they still continue publishing games like Acquire that Saxon had done. Mm -hmm. Um, But now you're seeing it get picked up again. So some of the title rights expired, like Facts in 5, but it was picked up by University Games and published again as a bookshelf game. Hmm. So that's still going. So uh i'll put links to all these on our website breakingdads.com 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 and uh yeah there there's a lot of it's interesting like a kind of retro thing
0: but it kind of makes sense in terms of like to me it makes a lot of sense because i i think i look at my collection and a lot of my games could fit into a box that it looks like two books yeah. And it would look fantastic it on would. my shelf. Totally. And free up so much room. It would look organized. Yeah. It would yeah. look kind of classy. Yeah. And I'm assuming they would be the same sized books, which is a nice thing. <laughs> yes.
1: They, they were very homogenous looking. Mm-hmm. Almost too... In a way, that's kind of the beauty, though, is that there is a varied chaos. I mean, right. it's like if you go to a bookstore, imagine that all books were the exact same size trade paperback, and they all had the exact same kind of layout for the spine. It right. might, might look kind of... I don't it would know. look like uh, encyclopedias or law books. The collected works of Karl Marx. Yes, yeah. that's it. You've got nothing else. So I don't know. Yeah, it's. I would be willing to give it a try. I like how we both went. <laughs> we both look off into the distance, trying to picture this this future. <laughs> the future where only bookshelf came. Book
0: the future where the past becomes the future.
1: Yeah. Um. So I mean, that, and that's right. Kind of gets back the whole. So conversation that is like that the beginning are... and
0: the end of innovation. In, in boxes for board games. You know, there pretty might low, have been more. It? If you know
1: of more, uh, let yeah. me know at Epic Gumdrop. I, I don't... There must be more. I it, couldn't really find anything too interesting, though. No. We would be excited to see cool boxes. I would be. For sure. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, and then they kind of got us into the whole conversation of yeah. what, what are the big issues that people have? Uh, it's... My biggest one is when, especially when you get a big game nowadays, mm-hmm. and I mean, those old games had components, but nothing like Caverna, yeah, or a game like that where you just open it up and you go, "This this looks awesome," and I might never play it again. Yeah, <laughs> once I, but too many components, so it's box chaos. Yeah, but the beauty now is that we have you know Plano and mm-hmm. all these other organizers that do all of this,
0: um, so that's pretty nice. Yeah, like I don't know if I would play. Um, Flashpoint, right? If I didn't have my my plano box in there to pull everything out and just open it up and have all my tokens ready and easily accessible at any time. Yeah, no, it, that sets up so fast when we play it. Yeah, it's it's quite nice. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Caverna with its what do they give you? A thousand plastic baggies? Two hundred thousand. Yeah. Two hundred thousand plastic baggies. Yeah. So, oh. but yeah, so Board Game Geek. Uh,
1: I put a bunch of links yeah. to some of the great. Pa- I love these pages because they're just. People have really just gone and went, I need a solution because mm-hmm. this is killing me. And the board game manufacturers don't seem to be dealing with it. Yes. So I'm going to take it upon myself to get creative. Mm-hmm. So lots of look up a game and see what plano box numbers you need to sort that game effectively because <laughs> it's there. <laughs> Thank uh, you, Geekless. Oh, and the, the foam core mods, which yeah. you're, you're a fan of doing those. I'm a fan of doing the
0: really bad phone. Like, I don't spend time uh, on mine. okay. They don't look pretty, but functionally... Your wife you says, Jeff, where did the couch go? Well... Uh, I had to cut that up. It's just... I'm a big fan of of getting rid of extra boxes so that my wife doesn't know how many games I have. I think that yeah. that's the main... <laughs> the main goal. Honey, oh, if you're listening. Oh, every single DC deck building game expansion can fit in the one box? Oh, thank yeah. goodness. Yeah, <laughs> I thank can goodness. do that. Oh, so yeah, there's so many
1: ideas of how to do it, um, and then mm-hmm. the other one is now. I mean, not to be to be fair, not all game manufacturers are just ignoring this issue. No, I mean, some of them have done beautiful jobs. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, when we played at your house, there, yeah. the Pathfinder
0: Adventure Card Game. Yep,
1: they did a great job of that's
0: anticipating what you're going to need. That's how you do it. You go, okay, this is exactly how many cards the finished product will be. So describe the interior of that box. It's uh, you, you've got. Uh, It's got a plastic insert that has room for you to sort all your cards by type, which you access during the game. So you need quick access to them. So, boom, it's all set up and divided with room for fingers to get in. Hmm. Really nice. It's like a Dominion or something. Yeah, And then it's got a uh, back area, which holds all the packaged um, adventure paths. Right. So as you progress through the game, you're going to different adventure paths. You can keep them all separate and ready to go exactly when you need them.
1: That was the part I thought was beautiful. Mm-hmm. This little angled thing where you lay all your little your your packages down. I mean yep. they really thought out everything with that. Well, and one, that's doubly like.
0: nice too because they did it that way that minimized the packaging on the adventure paths themselves. Right. Right. It's not like uh, a Netrunner expansion where it has a big box a box that's big just for shelf space because it's not deep enough for you to store the cards in. Right after you've opened it. Yeah, exactly. So you're gonna have to gut it and redo it. Yeah, so it allowed it allowed you to fit what you need, and it also made sure that the packaging was minimal on the expansions. I guess with knowing your expansions
1: mm-hmm. ahead of time, that helps. Like that, there's yeah, you can have a bit more vision. So yeah. it's nice that they did that. Yeah, I guess it's hard with some of the games where people don't really know where they're going with the game.
0: Yeah, but if you're a card game and you know you're releasing card-based expansions, yeah, then uh, don't don't like the DC deck building game. Like each box, the base set box is about five times the size it needs to be. Hmm. You've got a a small channel with cards, and that's it. <laughs> Most of it is air yeah. that you're picking up, and that's a problem with a lot of game boxes. Most of it is air. Right. So, uh, it's really nice when. They either make the box small enough or you, you have one big box and then all the rest could be smaller boxes, assuming you'll put it in the bigger box. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But then, yeah, giving you
1: all those extra. I mean, so then you've got most people are going to compact down. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, yeah, I did that with uh, Kingdom Builder. You throw yeah. your expansions. You make the the original boxes. doesn't fit at all, but you ram it in there. Yeah. And then you got these other boxes that you're like, what do I do with these? I mean, I don't want to throw them out. Mm-hmm. I might you you might get sick of it and get rid of the game
0: or give it away to somebody else at some yeah. point,
1: or you want to kind of keep them. So now you've got a storage issue.
0: See, I find when you, when you when you're ramming them into the other box because you're gonna have to lose the insert that's in there right. already. I find using the, the expansion boxes, cutting them up. To create the channels ah, works really well because you, you get that nice hard cardboard, right? And you're reusing it, and you feel slightly I, better. I can't bring myself to cut you can't up the do cord. it. Eh? I know there's,
1: you know, I don't know what it is. I think I they're usually pretty. It's the collection. It's the collector in you. It's it all, all the years collecting typewriters. It could be. I'm yeah. not opposed to getting rid of stuff, right? But I feel like I want to get rid of it in its own state. Yeah, you know what? There is something about that because I I do have like typewriters I bought that have no cases. Yeah, and I'm like, grumble, grumble. Or you get a case where I have to chuck it because it's gone wrong. Right. And you're like, oh, it's it's annoying because now I can't store this thing effectively. <laughs> so yeah, you're it's just it's the neurotic storage. Yep. You're like, but I might need that empty box later. I, yeah. So I've yeah. got Tons of empty boxes.
0: Yeah, because I've I've seen you don't you even have your Netrunner cards expansion boxes. Sitting around? I do.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I'm not. There's no use for those no, ever again. No, I, I will have to get rid of those. Yeah. There's no, at but some you're point. Just,
0: you're just waiting until they get destroyed. Uh, yeah, I don't know why. It's, <laughs> it's
1: weird, dude. I don't know. I, I don't think I'm alone on this, though. I'm sure many people. Yeah. Yeah, I do feel like if I'm going to get rid of it, it's nice to be able to put it back in its package and then, you know, offload mm-hmm. it, even if I'm just giving it to somebody. Like, hey, here it is. Here's the instructions. Here's the stuff you need. Right. I don't know. <laughs> Oh, or so, and then to get back to your early comment about the, the beautiful, uh, the wood casing that we have now is yeah. If
0: you, if you, unless you're a craftsman, you, which you don't even need to be, which I have a friend who does custom boxes for things oh wow they're gorgeous i can imagine yeah and part of me is like "Ooh, i'd love him to make me one for you know like all my dominion cards or something it would cost
1: more than all the exactly my
0: other point is oh i could buy how many board games with that
1: (laughs) but you could have a beautiful custom carry case for eight million cards or or all of these games yeah (laughs) yeah so it's it there's that's the beauty though of the time we live in now Mm -hmm. is if you didn't like the original case Yeah, get one made. Yep. Yep. If you're so inclined. Or if you're that obsessed. Yeah. But also, now that we live in the age where, you know, they can do injection molding plastics so Mm -hmm. readily. And, you know, it's a a game like Mage Knight where you open it up and you go, there's beautiful little inserts and slots for everything. Yes. The the players click, 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 click back in their homes. Yeah. Or, you know, any of the big box games
0: nowadays. But, But again, which is great with Mage Knight until you get the in an, an expansion. Well, that's true. And now you've yep. got another big box. Yeah. Very good point. Um, Yeah,
1: I that's one thing I do like about the big games where it's another built-in expansion mm-hmm. thought. It's like, okay, we got to put five expansions in here. Yep. Here's how we organize them. Yeah. It's so nicely... So I don't know if, if it's a product that they can really, you know, think out ahead of time very yeah, well. Yeah,
0: it's definitely... The, the different companies have different philosophies and some are thinking ahead and some aren't. I mean how many times have you got you got a game and it comes in a box that's a good size for that and Mm -hmm. then six months later there's an expansion and now you're at the point where the expansion box isn't big enough to fit both the main box isn't big enough to fit both Uh, you're kind of hooped at that point yeah so i guess it's sometimes good when there's air in a box because you can add stuff to it so we
1: got two complaints about the same thing yes yeah it's like the boxes are too big they're not big enough so what do game designers do
0: Uh, they they've moved on to the next design (laughs) already that's
1: exactly it i think you know when you do see those beautiful Mm -hmm. thought out interior designs and i think on some companies they don't maybe have the design savvy or you know in-house expertise i I imagine the,
0: the printer's in charge of most of this most of the getting the box together yeah and figuring out what it's going to look like. Did they
1: hire the right company to deal with that for them, or yeah, it, yeah? Whether yeah, they're how, definitely
0: not hiring product designers to do the, to work these out. No. If there's one thing we can say for certainty. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so
1: yeah, I think the other, you know, it, thinking of just overall box design, mm-hmm. other than you know the space issue, is just how pretty boxes are now. Yep. Yeah. Which is does compel you you know, they are little works of art sometimes. Sometimes they're not.
0: Sometimes they're still yeah, sometimes sometimes they miss. They yeah. Yeah. And you think, How did that get into production? <laughs> that yeah. Did you lose uh, a bet?
1: Somebody's sense of aesthetics is not what everyone else's is. Yeah. I think that's there's part of it. There's a lot of personal taste mm-hmm. by publishers and their sense of what is good art mm-hmm.
0: doesn't maybe translate. Sometimes, sometimes, but, but there's, there's a lot of great art. way more hits than misses for sure. I think so nowadays. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it is. It does make it fun to walk into a game store. But the problem with with boxes is, with art is they're designed as an advertisement for right. the shelf. Yeah, right. Uh, and much like books, books have the same issue. You know where they. Except books spend a lot of time and money on the covers. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then you see them in the bookstore and they look pretty. And then you take them home and you stack them up in some way or put them on with the spine showing. Yeah. And uh, same thing with board games. You're stacking them up. You're not looking like I'm looking over at your collection here and there's a couple good pieces of art. Yeah. That, but it... for the most part, it's a name in a big font, sometimes a terrible font. I'm looking at you, Dominion. Yeah. And uh, that's about it. <laughs>
1: no, and sometimes it's it's a bad reproduction of the cover art. Sometimes yeah. it's it's a clever, ad, like that. The nice ones are the ones where you see some adaptation of the art that's maybe in the booklet mm-hmm. or somewhere else, You're sprinkled around in a very. Um, it's it's just it it's attractive, and every time you turn the box on a different angle, maybe there's some different yeah. art. Yeah, it's not just this homogenous, Hey, we have used the same art six times because that's yes. what we paid for. Yeah. That, that's a little, that's a step above, I guess. Yeah. It does, in product design, it doesn't feel like that, sh- nowadays, that shouldn't be the step above, though. <laughs> yes. You know what I mean? The bar is pretty much, you can walk over it. Mm-hmm. It's like, hey,
0: but the game works. <laughs> and that's all we care about. And and that's, at the end of the day, that is the most important part. It is. But if you want a game mm-hmm. that's going to be around a while, yeah. then... It's, it's got to look <laughs> They got to get the sexy. details. Exactly. Yeah, um,
1: yeah I think... You know, just getting getting more clever with design, giving mm-hmm. us giving us more options, thinking out the long term strategy of it,
0: not just throwing in a hundred thousand bags and saying, yeah. "Hey, hey, guy, we we did you solid." But then, then again, I mean, you know, I've gotten games with a ton of components and no little plastic baggies. That's true. So, <laughs> at that point, the baggies are a step up. Yeah, you that's know? true. So it's it's a weird. It's definitely uh, there are some people that are really good at package designing. And understand that that everything the consumer experiences from the time they take the shrink wrap off of it is part of what they're paying for. Yeah, uh, you know, like if Apple made board games, the boxes would be huge and have lots of air, but everything would fit. Yeah, or some some of them, the boxes aren't
1: that big with some of their products when you consider consumer electronics they do
0: do tend to put it pretty
1: tight yeah you think like and they're they're they put a lot of effort into thinking about that experience of opening the box but board game publishers put zero effort into thinking about that experience yeah which is a weird it's again like that things haven't changed Mm -hmm. in the 1817 if you open up the box probably not a lot different than the experience nowadays
0: (laughs) yeah it's true that's you know yeah 200 years yeah you pull the top off you take the game board off if there's a game board and yeah. then you look at all the components and in a insert that's either plastic or cardboard there's there's plastic now that's the only difference. yeah
1: <laughs> oh it was yeah it's made in a different country mm-hmm. um, the one nice thing that is nice that we're seeing more of now uh, is expansions being um, like vacuum wrapped or so yeah wrapped or it, minimal
0: package expansions yeah yeah
1: like yeah. when you buy a uh, a power grid board, mm-hmm. it just comes wrapped in plastic.
0: Yep, power grid trains. That's uh, nice. Uh, Suburbia has the the uh, oh, expansion. Right. Yeah, they're yeah, just, yeah, they're just a cello wrapped card expand. Those are fantastic. Yeah, I like yeah. that. Yeah. Right um, down to it. And hopefully that's a trend that continues. Yeah, I would be totally okay with with the the board separate. And a small box for the components. I would be. Yeah. Just even going to game night at somebody's house would be a lot easier if I could pack a longer bag with a bunch of game boards and then throw all the component boxes on top and have it all fit.
1: Sorting through your boards would get to be a bit of a
0: nightmare, though. You just we'd, label we'd need the to, back of them. It's like an album thing. You just label the back of them. The board where it's sorting. all black, you just have put the name. Yeah. Yeah. Or put it on the fold like it's, like it's an album.
1: So we're, we're actually going to revert now to the, uh, the 1700s of game design. That's right. <laughs> it's just a sheet of wood. That is all we want. And everybody has to standardize their components so that we just bring one box of components. Is this too much to ask? <laughs> just a talco box. All the same. One, yes. one meeple type. <laughs> no, those pegs do
0: not work with this game. Yes. That's a dream. Yeah. That's a dream that maybe we could live. Uh, or you know what? We'll just buy more misshaped boxes to yeah fill that awkwardly on our shelf.
1: fit in every format known to man. Yeah, they're not all big and long like they seem to be in you know when we were growing up.
0: Yeah, the 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 sort of the Parker Brothers style yeah, box exactly. Uh, which which the
1: giant bifold board mm-hmm. that was yeah everything got broken. That's all yep. I remember. It's all board games with sellotape on the side. Yes, because. Every corner got busted the minute you put anything on it. Yeah. They weren't built structurally, whereas no. now they are at least structurally more sound as objects. Yes. Yes. Thicker cardboard helps. I think the only one we've ruptured was Tikal, and that's because some of my kids sat on it. Yeah, then that'll do it. And, but it is a big box. It's a yeah. throwback in a way to some of those larger boxes. Yeah. But most of the newer ones, they, they could probably sustain a bit of weight. And you well, need to, especially them, in, in, it in
0: like Dominion with all the cards in it. Yeah, you could probably like put an elephant on top of one of them, and yeah, they'll do okay. So I guess that's
1: some that's a positive.
0: Yeah. So if we're looking for positives, yeah.
1: <laughs> well, I yeah, there's I don't want to entirely gripe about them. I I just I was fascinated by what what the history was mm-hmm. and that there wasn't you know more development there. Yeah. And then it just didn't. I was like, it, well, it, again,
0: it, maybe I'm missing something entirely. It reached a point and. Everybody said, that's good enough, and then that's it. Yeah. But it's weird because it's obviously not good enough because you no. go on Board Game Geek and you see all the custom foam inserts. Exactly. And you see companies like the Broken Token that exist primarily to sell inserts for boxes. Yeah. So you can organize the product you already bought in the box that you bought it in. Exactly. Which is weird. Yeah. And you see people, you know, reducing the size of their boxes and all these other projects. So yeah. it's not good enough. No. And... and I- and yet, yeah, and yet
1: that's all. It's there is. what it is. And until they're able to hire a, a product designer mm-hmm. and go
0: the Apple route, we're yeah. we're not going to probably see it improve. I think what you will actually see is that um, a a a printer in China, where where a vast majority of the games are starting to be published. I mean, there's there's the German ones, there's the American ones that are still pretty dominant for a few companies. Right. But realistically, with all the kickstarters and everything. There's the Chinese printers that print the games, manufacture the games. Hmm. One of those companies is going to differentiate themselves by hiring a product a designer, product designer yeah. that will build better boxes and that will become a selling feature. Because, you know, when a game comes out with a great box now, there's a lot of press in the, in the geek game world yeah. for look how good they package this. I thought even with,
1: I think one example or another example of interesting box design was um, with a company, Little Bits. They make a little electronic mm-hmm. things for kids. And when you open that up, little magnetic flap, you open up the sturdy cardboard box. There's a little eggshell carton style thing where you put all of the specific bits into. Yeah. It'd be nice if I had some of the games where you, like Caverna, where there's just a tray, two yep. trays, and the trays take up the height of the box. Yep. Or whatever they need to take up, and then they come out when you're playing the game. So you have the tokens, yeah. And even if you tilt the game on its side, the components don't all f- spill out. Yeah, you know, it's like a big box where yep. everything stays in its place. Yeah, by and large, um, yeah, the, it's not like it should be a, a massive step up. Mm-hmm. It, it again, it's just that m- just enough. I'm wondering if, again if the if the margins are just too low in the industry. Yep. It's it's shocking. I think I was shocked at the economics of the industry. Mm-hmm. And I guess that's what it suffers from. It yep, seems you see it in a big store, you think, oh, this must be a big company. Yeah. Run by a husband and wife. Exactly. <laughs> Eating cat food. Yeah.
0: So. I and know. that's why I think it's going to be on the third parties to make maybe. the improvement. Because I don't think there's anything there, you know, for my, the main companies. Maybe the, the
1: really big ones, you know, your Rio Grande or your mm-hmm. Fantasy Flight, like your, your top tier publishers, maybe they are the ones that are going to start stepping up at some point. Yeah. I don't know. Coming Fantasy Flight's producing themselves? Yep. And yeah, I'm surprised it's not a little bit better. I don't know.
0: Oh, they're but not they can, terrible.
1: Dominion was pretty good. Yeah.
0: So I, more of that. Yeah. Well, it'll be interesting. And, you know, honestly, we'll be buying games. Yeah, I guess so. so. We'll That's what they, they know. <laughs> yep.
1: All right. Well, if you know more about box design than we do, which probably means everybody. Yes. <laughs> hit us up. Leave some nasty comments on our website, breakingdads.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you, if you learned something today like me or enjoyed it, uh, go to iTunes and, you know, give it at least a, a half a star rating. Yep. That'd be awesome. And send me your creative box ideas at Epic Gumdrop love to see what people do with these if you've got a great cavern idea let me know yes he does need that seriously (laughs) yes until next week i'm james and i'm jeff